Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? Denier will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today I'm here with Richard Metcalf. Richard is an executive coach and leadership consultant to exceptional founders and CEOs and their leadership teams. His clients are elite performers who've already achieved incredible things and still have the ambition to 10x their impact and influence and achieve something that seems impossible right now. That can involve one-on-one coaching, taking the leadership team to the next level, or scaling high-performance culture throughout the business. Today, we'll talk about the four main areas that remote CEOs need to focus on if they want to become more productive and enjoy sustainable growth. Let's get right into it. Richard, welcome back to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? Hey, it's a pleasure to be back. Um, Enjoyed our last conversation, so I'm looking forward to diving in once again today. Absolutely. So the first thing that I ask every single one of my guests is give us a bit of a background as to, you know, what made you become an entrepreneur and what, you know, got you started? Wow. Yeah, it's a long story. But uh, in a nutshell, um, my background is, um, actually, in a nutshell, the pivotal moment, let me go there, the pivotal moment. I was in corporate, I was working at a senior level in Cisco Systems, uh, executive role, uh, reporting into a, a, a running a team, um, we were directly reporting into the CEO, doing really fun things. But I had a bit of an epiphany. And the epiphany was, you know, I don't want my life's, um, the story of my life to be about how much um, EBITDA margin I improved at AT&T or some other multinational, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I love helping clients create revenue and income and everything else. But I realized that the story I wanted to tell my grandchildren, you know, in the future when they're on my knee, was was something else, right? A story that spoke to purpose uh, and impact and changed lives and not just the financials. And so that was a bit of a pivotal moment for me. And so it's why I left my corporate career in the tech sector and prior that as a a strategy consultant uh, and wanted to really focus in on helping, you know, really uh, extraordinary leaders and entrepreneurs uh, multiply their own impact in the world and on their business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, of course, we're talking about X Quadrant now. And last time that I spoke to you about uh, your business, um, we talked about leadership consultancy. I remember we had some great golden nuggets. But for those listeners that haven't really heard of your company from the past, can you give us a bit of a rundown as to what you guys do right now with your clients? Yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll keep it brief because obviously we all love speaking about ourselves and our companies. Um, but yeah, so in a nutshell, we're a, a, lead, a high-end leadership uh, development uh, consultancy and, and, and coaching company. So, you know, some of my personal clients, you know, one of them, for example, I spoke with yesterday, he runs a $2 billion business, active in, in 20 countries around the world, 7,000 people. Uh, another of my clients runs a nine-figure 
um, B corporation publicly listed, but I've also got clients, you know, who are, who are in, who are in startup or scale up mode. Um, a couple of them run tech unicorns, you know, billion dollar valuations. Some yeah. of them aren't, right? Some of them run businesses of 20 people, perhaps uh, high growth, you know, big ambitions. And um, we work, uh, so I do some work uh, myself. We also run programs for perhaps uh, mid-level managers or, or high potential people coming through. We work with teams. Really, the key thing is always, how do we reinvent our success formula? Mm. How do we... How do we change what got us here so that we can get to the next level? And it's scary when you're good, when you're successful. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit scary for people, right? Because um, most people are already impressed at what we're doing. We're building a business. We're making things happen. Uh, we're, we're charismatic. We're smart. We've got it all going for us, right? And yet inside, what I find is our clients, they're always like, yeah, you know what? There's still more. I'm, you know, I'm just getting started. Absolutely. And that's what we'd love to help people with. Absolutely. It really resonates with me what you just said. I always hear, I can hear my coaching calls over and over again. What got you here won't take you there, won't won't be enough to take you to the next level. And that's exactly what, what you said. So that's great. Now, mm. you have a book coming out on January 15th. So very, very soon, in the next few days, called Making Time for Strategy. Can you tell me? Yeah, what? actually, it's January the tenth. It's January the tenth. It's even sorry, earlier. Sorry, sorry. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So January tenth is coming out. So, can you tell me more about the book and who you wrote it for, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Well, what I find is that every leader I speak to, or every client I, I onboard, one of the first conversations we have is, you know, what's it going to take for you to multiply your impact, for you to lead at a higher level, and create all these amazing goals and visions that you you set for yourself what's the stretch for you and almost always the comment comes back you know i need to get out the weeds i'm sucked into operations i'm crazy busy um i'm you know i'm doing low level things things i shouldn't be doing i know it but i can't help it for whatever reason it seems impossible to get out of this and i don't have time to think and i don't have time to strategize or work on the really important things and this has got to change if I want to get to the next level. Yes. And so I heard this so many times and we worked on it and we, we got breakthroughs for clients. Had um, one client um, who was actually not at the C-suite, he was a level below. And, um, you know, he's completely overloaded. Within two or three months, he was able to go up to his, um, his uh, executive, his manager, and take on whole new responsibilities because it cleared over 30% of his time, he completely shifted his use of time and it created an impact. I worked with one um, C-suite leader who was who had big transformational initiatives that he had to drive. And yet he was getting sucked into email and firefighting of all sorts. Yeah. And it was just one conversation we had where I kind of hacked his mindset around something about why he was doing this and his identity. And suddenly everything shifted for him and, and these projects started to happen at, at an incredible space. And so I just realized we were getting successes and yet I needed to document this really and get the word out because I find that most approaches to productivity and time management just don't work. Hmm. All right. So I actually have so many follow-up questions to this. So starting from the first one, um, working with such successful people, 
Do you find that a lot of them are struggling because they kind of use their current knowledge and experience and kind of the way that they've laid out the schedule in a certain way? Uh, and it kind of made sense for the first stage in their business, mm. but now they need to kind of rewind the wheel and maybe they don't know that it's the right time to do so. Right. Yeah. So we talked about the success formula earlier on, didn't we? we and the way I see it is that as we move up the ranks or we our business grows, whatever it is, life becomes more complex, right? We've got more responsibilities and more things happening. And we tend to just run faster and faster yeah. using our trick, right? Using our success formula yeah. until there are no more hours in the day. And that's when we hit what I call the ceiling of complexity. We just yeah. can't break through because we're, we're running so fast. Yeah. And um, I like to say, you know, you can't change gear when you've got your foot on the accelerator. <laughs> so um, there is a new, there is a way to actually increase our impact, but we can't see it because we're running so fast. We're on this hamster wheel, we're trying to break through. And we can't even see often that there is another way. I actually call it the infinity trap. The infinity trap is because we live in a world, as you know so well, of infinity. Anyone who's a remote CEO knows this because we're plugged in all the time. Yeah. Uh, we've got actually an infinite number of people we can communicate with, our team, clients, people on social media, mm -hmm. infinite conversations are possible. We've got an infinite number of content to consume, videos, blogs, articles, books. Uh, every time you you consume one of those things, you are often generally proposed 10 more by the recommendation engine. So there's an infinity of, of, of content as well. And so there's infinity of conversations, infinity of content, and there's infinity of messages, uh, you know, in, in our inbox, uh, messaging platforms, you, you name it. Mm -hmm. And so we can't get through that with productivity. And that's why running harder just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's actually why prioritization in a way doesn't work as well, because we, no matter what we do, there's still more. Mm -hmm. And so um, what, what the, the, what the danger is with this and why it's such a problem is, um, well, I think we've given an example. So what is the infinity trap? Well, I was working with a client who was just new in their role. They were doing the classic thing, you know, oh, I'm drinking from the fire hose, I'm running fast, I'm making all these things happen, I'm delivering, I'm adding value to all these different people in the organization. Mm -hmm. And I slowed them down because they were running fast thinking yeah. fast and talking fast. And I slowed them right down and we, we got into what's really going on and what's and why. And we realized this, this person has been hired for two main reasons. She was doing one of them and she got so busy already that she wasn't even addressing the second reason. And she hadn't actually had a great, hadn't had a great conversation with her general manager for the last six weeks. Okay. And so obviously when you like that, you, you, if you've got this feeling of being superhuman, you're doing so much stuff, people are in awe at your productivity, but we actually get tunnel vision and we miss as just as she was, she was missing huge opportunities and ways to create more impact just off, just off the left field. Right. She couldn't see them. It's like, you're done with, you've seen that YouTube video, um, De Niro, which is, uh, the basketball team and they're passing the ball yeah, between the, the gorilla. Team. Yeah, and then the gorilla walks right through. Thought about the scene. that right away as soon as you brought this up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and people don't see the gorilla because they're so busy watching the basketball team and counting the passes. And that's the infinity trap. We get so focused in on what we're doing, we don't have time to think. We don't have the creative ideas, and so we stay in incremental progress. And so when I wrote the book, 
I wanted to really give a formula for how do you break out of incremental progress and get onto that exponential progress, right? Get to another level in your leadership and work on the things that matter and get out of the infinity trap. Absolutely. And so this also means having it to uh, reorganize your day in a way, right? And and to, to reflect this change. And so for those individuals that are listening to, to this conversation, they want to get the book, how can they start today um, with, with thinking about uh, not incremental growth, but like you said, exponential growth and being able to, to look at their day with, with, a different out, with a different outlook, basically? Yeah. So obviously there's quite a journey because that's why I wrote the book, because it, it, there's various things you need to look at. But I want to give you like a really um, a couple of really simple uh, things to start with. Yep. The first thing is you need to get clear on what you would use the time for. Let's say you had an hour given to you magically and you can't do your email. <laughs> right? yeah. um, um, what would you be? What would you want to do? What questions would you want to answer? What would you want to think about? Mm-hmm. And so here's the test. Immediately after this podcast or whenever you've got two minutes, grab a pen and paper, put a timer on for literally three minutes or four minutes and just brainstorm important questions that you need to answer if you're going to break through to another level. So you might be going, you know, yeah, what do my customers need next year? Which product should I launch next? Um, how am I going to find a really great marketing assistant? You know, whatever the questions are, it might be something bigger, right? What do I want to do in 25 years? I don't know. But what questions are come to your mind? And often we don't even know what questions are that we want to answer. So just taking literally three minutes to brainstorm this will be really insightful. I did this with one client. I came back after three minutes and he was like, so in the groove, he told me to go away and come back in another 10. (laughs) Just because getting the questions out of your head is so powerful. And then the second thing I would perhaps recommend is, um, is to just put us, just put some time on your diary that, you know, and start really small. Often we try to say, I'm going to block out huge amounts of strategic time. Uh, and yet we do that, you know, we, we, we do it once. The next day we're a bit busy, we do it half. The third day we, we're really busy, we don't do it. Uh, you know, the fourth, the, the next day we, we feel guilty and then we give up. It didn't really work for us. So I want to say, like, find a tiny, a tiny moment mm-hmm. where you can um, get away and either work on your most strategic project that needs your focus or take time to think uh, about one of those key questions you've already come up with. And I would say, you know, do three minutes, (laughs) do five minutes, whatever to start with. Don't try to, don't try to make radical changes, but start to build up a streak. Absolutely. I really like this. So you're saying, you know, if you, to, to get to the next level, you must be doing this quite often. This is not something that you just do once to to as a meeting with your team saying hey we're restructuring the business this is something that you got to do basically every day is that correct yeah so every day i would say there are certain things that you need to start to do every day i think creating time can be you know you could be a weekly thing for example i have um, a rule on mondays i -hmm. hardly ever have calls i won't lie and say i never have calls because life happens Mm -hmm. but monday is my deep work day i'm pretty extreme right but 
I've got a business to run. I need to make big things happen. So I have a day, which is my deep work day. I do strategic thinking. I do, you know, other projects and focus things, which I need. And then rest of my day, the rest of my week is often around, you know, client calls and, and, and projects and this kind of thing. But that, that day for me is really important. So for me, it's not necessarily every day, Hmm. but there are certain habits that you're going to need to build to stop the noise and all the, all the operational stuff coming on your plate so there's so much more that we could say around that the book's actually structured around four areas yeah so that's actually um, my follow-up question was can you tell us if there's a framework and if so how do you how did you structure it yeah yeah well i'm gonna modestly say it's the best framework in the world well it, it at least it was the one that made me grin from ear to ear when i realized the four areas i help my clients with in this area actually spell the word time so um <laughs> so yeah. That's four pillars and, and, and the book's restructured around these so the first one is um so if you want to make up time for strategy which i explain in the book it's the number one thing you need to do if you want to be successful in the future it's the game it's absolutely the secret to exponential success mm. uh it's what i see all my clients do and uh, it's it changes it's changed my life it changes everyone's life but you need to do four things and most people just focus on productivity but actually you've got these four areas the first is tactics so you need to do some tactical things you do need a plan to get yourself out the weeds and to stay out the weeds you need to change some workflows um and you need an action plan but then you need also need influence because <coughs> excuse me um you need influence because as a leader you know you exist within a context you've got clients and, and team you can't just change things by yourself. You need to renegotiate your expectations with the people around you yeah. so that they actually support and reinforce your new use of time. Otherwise, they'll just drag you back to what they're used to and back to the status quo. Then you have mindset because it's what we believe about ourselves. It's our identity. And it's also what we believe is necessary and possible and desirable that are the real things holding us back. Yeah. A number of times I've worked with a client and the key has been at the mindset level. Yeah. You know, they felt they were being a great team player by helping everybody out. Well, I explained to them that they were being a lousy team player because they weren't delivering the things they were being paid the big bucks to do. Yeah. You know, they were, they were just people, people pleasing. And so yeah. mindset is a, a great one, uh, really essential. That's the third part. And then environment, because this is a book for leaders. You can use it. Anyone can kind of use it, but it's really designed for leaders. Uh, and so as a leader, we are responsible, not just for ourselves, but for shaping the corporate environment, right? Shaping our team culture. Yeah. And so it's important as well, you know, if we free ourselves up, but everybody else is running around like headless chickens, yeah. business is still not going to be great. So the environment one is really about how do you actually start to scale a culture of strategic focus yeah. instead of incremental operational uh, gains, and so that's time. And I've actually got a little um, a little questionnaire, a little quiz, that a uh, survey that people can do. Yeah. Um, uh, if you go to uh, xquadrant.com slash um, remote CEO, I'll put it on that link and you can go there. There'll be a couple of resources, but what will be there will be a link to this um, to this uh, quick assessment is about 15 questions, not many questions, but um, it will give you a quick read, first of all, on where you are on this overall journey of being a, a strategic leader. Yep. And it will also show you your scores in each four, each of those four areas, tactics, influence, mindset and environment, which is really useful because then you can actually dive in 
to the one thing that matters most for you right now. Perhaps your tactics are fine, yeah. but it's your influence that's holding you back. In which case, work on influence. Start there. Turn to page whatever it is in the book and start reading there. Yeah. So I find this is a really helpful way for busy people to work on the one thing that's going to unblock them of those four areas. It's a fantastic uh, framework. Absolutely. I have a question regarding um, uh, your clients and, and possibly, if it, possibly even the readers, but do you find that people get stuck because they are afraid to give up control and, and, and they are not able to, to, yeah, like you said before, they're helping people out instead of, letting people do their work and, and leading them to do better work. Fear is a big thing. Everyone's blend of fear mm -hmm. shows up in a slightly different way. For some people, it's a loss of control. Other people, it's not being liked. Other people, it's a fear of failure. Um, yeah, we all have our own blend of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so in the book, yeah, really, in many ways, I'm calling people out of fear into operating in a more courageous way that optimizes for their contribution yeah and and that's if you like probably almost the overall message right there's all the tactics and and the ways of leading and influencing and, and the shift in mindset but it's really about how do i actually bring you know my best and not just the most comfortable for me absolutely absolutely so again, for the listeners at home, the book is called Making Time for Strategy. It's coming out on January 10th. Make sure it's January 10th, 2023. I'm very excited to get this book. So as soon as it comes out, actually, I wanted to ask you, Richard, where can people find the book online? Yeah, so um, I'll put the links again on that page, xquadrant.com slash remote CEO. But uh, you can also go to makingtimeforstrategy.com which will uh, have the links, you know, you can get, go to Amazon, obviously, um, other booksellers um, as well. But if you go, if you go to makingtimeforstrategy.com, it'll tell you about the book. It'll give you the links. Um, there'll, there'll be some bonuses also available for people who buy the book um, in, in the launch period, which uh, you can also find out on that site. So that's probably also where I'd, I'd advise people to, to head if they want to get a bit more details. Perfect. And lastly, Richard, I know that people will want to look you up and possibly even connect with you. So where can people find you online? Yeah, obviously they can um, check out the X Quadrant website uh, more broadly and, and, and find me there. Or uh, LinkedIn uh, is probably where I hang out the most. I'm also on Twitter a little bit, uh, not as much, but uh, if that's your thing, you can also find me there. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Richard, again, for being back on the Remote CEO. And I'm looking forward to having you back a third time in the future. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's such a pleasure. And looking forward as well to your book coming out, which looks really, really fascinating for uh, for all of us, right? Because we want to build a great lifestyle um, and a great business. And so I'm really looking forward to what you have to say on that subject. Thanks a lot, Richard. I'll talk to you soon. Take care now. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.